to believe that the June 28th primary is almost here and early voting starting soon as well. And uh, you've got choices uh, across the ballots, not just on the Democrat side. If you pull a Democrat ballot, you can't pull a Republican ballot. If you pull a Republican ballot, you can't pull a Democrat ballot. That's just Illinois' primary uh, uh, process. Uh, so you got to contend with that. But um, you've got choices uh, on either ticket. Now, just for an example, on the Democrat side, yeah, there's a, a choice for who you want to be the Democratic uh, gubernatorial nominee, either incumbent Governor J.B. Pritzker, who's got 80 plus million dollars in his campaign fund, or uh, Chicago area nurse uh, and U.S. Army veteran Beverly Miles, who only has $260 in her campaign fund. Uh, but on the Republican side, you've got six candidates vying for the GOP nomination. Uh, and those are uh, Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin, State Senator Darren Bailey, businessman Gary Rabine, entrepreneur Jesse Sullivan, attorney Max Solomon, and former state senator Paul Schimpf, and that's who joins us right now on WMAY at 739. I'm Greg Bishop with Springfield's Morning News, and Paul, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Greg. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So uh, we've been talking with all the various candidates, and uh, we've got, of course, new poll numbers. Some came out last week showing uh, Irvin and Bailey uh, up against each other. A new poll last night from WGN-TV, The Hill, and Emerson College, uh, also showing uh, Bailey and uh, uh, Irvin. Uh, it depends on you know if they're downstate voters or uh, suburban voters. Uh, you're on that list, but... Uh, less than two percent of of the the polling data um, what's your what are your thoughts about polls uh, at this point in a uh, a crowded primary well at this point you have uh, any of the polling that you that you see really shows that the big winner right now is the undecideds people are have still not made their mind up a lot of people are not thinking about the race yet and really with a crowded primary, 25% is going to win. So I'm not concerned about the polling right now. The, uh, the numbers that, that we have seen, the stuff that we put a lot of stock in, shows that our support is growing. We, in fact, uh, earlier this week, we, we were endorsed by the Chicago Firefighters, which is a huge endorsement. So our numbers are, are going up. If the election were held tomorrow, would we win? Probably not. Uh, but it's not going to be held tomorrow. We still have six weeks to go, and we're showing some positive movement, but a lot of people have not made their decision yet, so this is still very much anybody's race. I, I want to talk about a statement you put out um, uh, earlier this week about some of the infighting that's going on, so we'll touch on that in a moment, but back to this uh, WGN uh, TV poll that was done with The Hill and Emerson College. Um, it also asked uh, about some of the, the major issues here, uh, and the economy, stupid, right? I mean, James Carville told us that years ago. It seems to pan out that that is indeed the chief issue among voters. Um, things like COVID, uh, the war in Ukraine are very low on the list. Uh, what do you make of uh, the chief concerns you're hearing from uh, potential constituents here? Well, I hear a lot about the economy. Inflation just really scares people to death. I mean, and people are uh, smart enough to realize that you know, when President Biden tries to blame inflation on Vladimir Putin, that's not accurate. Inflation was skyrocketing long before uh, Putin invaded the Ukraine. Uh, that is something that people are very concerned about. They're going to hold the, uh, the Democrats responsible. Joe Biden, but also J.B. Pritzker. We need to remember that there is 
practically no political daylight at all between Biden and Pritzker. They are in, in almost 100 percent alignment on everything. Uh, so the voters are dissatisfied. J.B. Pritzker is in a lot of trouble. The question really is going to be, can the Republican Party unify behind a candidate uh, that can unite the people of Illinois and offer solutions? If the Republican Party is unified this fall, J.B. Pritzker is looking at a defeat. I want to talk about that unification here in a bit, but back to some of these issues. Of course, the economy gathered like 50 plus percent of the uh, most recent poll uh, when it comes to the top issues. Crime was uh, a distant second, but still second on that list. Uh, how do we address some of the issues that we're seeing in Chicago and across the state uh, to, to alleviate some of the concerns that uh, constituents have concerning crime? Well, all these issues are interrelated in terms of if we want to get Illinois' economy going again, uh, if we want to be leading our neighboring states rather than lagging behind, we have to address the crime and public safety issue in Chicago. Chicago, uh, like it or not, Chicago is the largest economic engine in the state of Illinois. And if we do not have a vibrant, safe, and prosperous Chicago, we are not going to have our economy humming along like it should. We can't solve any of our fiscal issues long term. So that's why we need a governor who is going to take a stand and a governor who is going to make fighting crime in Chicago a priority because that affects our economic health as, as a whole. And I'm the only candidate really with the background as a prosecutor where I have done a lot of prosecution work. I have the credibility to, to bring people together and hold them accountable. And one of the other things that I will do differently than J.B. Pritzker is if when I am governor, you do not see violence decline significantly, I will not be running for reelection. To me, you know, I'm obviously I'm on a different place on the political spectrum than J.B. Pritzker is. I disagree with a lot of his decisions, practically all of them. But really what angers me the most is that he has the audacity to run for re-election when violence has spiraled out of control in our state and people just simply no longer feel safe. That should have been disqualifying. And if I was him, I wouldn't have the audacity to want to run for re-election after things had deteriorated so badly on my watch. 7.45 now with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop. We're talking with GOP candidates for governor, one of six that's vying for the Republican nomination. Former State Senator Paul Shemphy joins us here on WMAY. Uh, so you know, earlier this week, we saw um, Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin hold a news conference about the issue of abortion. Uh, and we'll get your take on that issue altogether here in a moment. But um, uh, it, it, it turned into uh, Chicago area media uh, in a, a pretty combative news conference with the Aurora mayor, and they asked about politics, they asked about Trump, they asked about abortion. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, the, the Irvin uh, news conference was about the LaSalle Veterans Home, not about abortion. Um, but uh, ultimately, uh, you know, it, it kind of highlighted uh, he attacked Bailey, he attacked Sullivan, uh, Sullivan uh, attacking back, uh, Bailey uh, calling Irvin a coward. Uh, is this just what will we get typically with a, a crowded primary and and what do you think needs to happen with uh, with this political infighting well some of the uh, some of this you're always going to have it's just the nature the nature of the game uh, but we do at this point need to recognize that the only way we win in Illinois as a Republican party is if we are united 
And that's just not me, you know, making a pie in the sky statement. That's an analysis of of history. You look at what happened in 2010. The 2010 political environment was very similar to what we're seeing today. It was going to be a red tsunami nationally. That was Barack Obama's first midterm. And in fact, the Republicans picked up, I believe it was 63 House seats. It was just a phenomenal environment for Republicans. But yet the Illinois Republican Party managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in 2010. And Bill Brady lost the 2010 governor election to Pat Quinn, largely because uh, moderate suburban voters sat it out on the Republican side. Uh, so we didn't have a unified party in 2010. We were unified in 2014 behind Bruce Rauner's first gubernatorial campaign. We won by five points. But then in 2016, in the U.S. Senate election, you had Mark Kirk, a sitting U.S. senator who had gone out of his way to antagonize our conservative base. They stayed home. He lost by 30 points. And then in 2018, the Republican Party was badly fractured during Rauner's reelection campaign, and he was blown out of the water as well. The point is, you cannot win in Illinois unless you have a unified Republican Party behind you. That means both the suburban moderates and the conservative base working together. And if you don't have that, you cannot win. And I fear that some of my fellow competitors have already made themselves unelectable in the general election just because they have burned bridges. We're talking with former state Senator Paul Schimpf. He's one of six vying for the GOP nomination to take on uh, incumbent Governor J.B. Pritzker in November. All right, back with State Senator Paul Schimpf, former state senator. He is vying for the Republican nomination for governor, one of six candidates, uh, talking about uh, how the party needs to be unified, uh, and that's not necessarily the case right now as we've got this crowded field uh, with some of the contenders uh, flinging a lot of mud back and forth. Um, Paul, again, thanks for taking time. We've got you until the top of the hour here for a hard break, so let's uh, get through some of these major issues. Abortion, of course, uh, the, the national conversation getting pretty heated uh, with the leaked U.S. Supreme Court's opinion that could overturn Roe v. Wade and put it back into the hands of states in the state of Illinois. Uh, you've already got lawmakers and even the governor looking at possibly spending more tax dollars to help people from out of state come into Illinois for an abortion. Where do you stand on abortion? Uh, and uh, in a state like Illinois, uh, how does a Republican uh, make any uh, such decisions when it comes to this issue? Well, I'm pro-life. I'm unap unapologetically pro-life. And this is an issue that J.B. Pritzker wants to talk about because he knows he's in trouble. He cannot run on his record, so he wants to fire up his base on this. But the reality is the people of Illinois are a lot more closer to the mainstream than J.B. Pritzker is on this issue. For instance, the people of Illinois are not comfortable with having their tax dollars spent on non-Illinois residents coming to Illinois and having abortions here. Now, the people of Illinois are also would be you know shocked and horrified to find out that right now their tax dollars can be spent for aborting a preborn child all the way up until live birth 
for any reason, no matter how heinous. And that's what J.B. Pritzker stands for. So J.B. Pritzker is an extremist on the abortion issue. And if abortion becomes a huge issue in the governor's election, that's going to help the Republicans just because J.B. Pritzker is so extreme and out of touch. Would you work to repeal the law that repealed uh, parental notification in the state of Illinois? Well, I was, I was opposed to getting rid of parental notification. It's important to realize what a governor can and cannot do on the abortion issue. Unlike the president, the Illinois governor does not appoint any judges. The governor does not uh, uh, file legislation. The governor does not make judicial decisions. What I will do and what I promise to do as governor is I will sign any legislation that moves Illinois closer to the mainstream, away from what we have right now, which are the most radical abortion laws in the nation. As I said, right now in Illinois, a preborn child can be aborted up until the moment of live birth for any reason, no matter how heinous, like gender selection, and it's paid for with taxpayer dollars. Uh, that is extreme. That's frankly embarrassing. And when I'm governor, I will sign any legislation that moves us closer to the mainstream. Two other issues, two minutes. So one minute each. Uh, let's talk about the economy. Uh, the state of Illinois has high taxes. You've got uh, fewer manufacturing jobs. They seem to be going to other states. How do we reverse that trend and also the population decline we see? Well, my Lieutenant Governor running mate Carolyn Schofield and I have put forth a policy proposal called a new start for Illinois. Uh, two, of the, two of the six pillars in that proposal deal directly with getting our economy going again and getting uh, more business activity in Illinois. One is we need to end the uh, predatory practice of the government charging tax on tax. That is obscene, the fact that the Illinois government and units of government will charge you tax on tax you are already paying. We are proposing a constitutional amendment that would do away with that. We are also proposing changes to the Illinois Administrative Procedures Act that would say that if you you have administrative rules that are either passed you know, by the agencies on an emergency basis or administrative rules that increase fees or penalties, those do not become effective unless there are seven yes votes from JCAR, the Joint Committee for Administrative Rules. That would make it much more difficult for governors to run the state through executive action, and it would also uh, start to roll back some of the bureaucratic red tape that is choking the life out of our small businesses. Former State Senator Paul Schimpf, I greatly appreciate you taking the time with us. We'll likely talk again before June 28th. And uh, if people need more information about your candidacy, where can they find it? Best places at our campaign website, which is Schimpf, the number four, and then Illinois.com. Schimpf, the number four, Illinois.com. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to be, being on again. There's a lot of uh, – it's coming right up, but there's still a lot of time, and most people have not made their minds up yet, so I look forward to uh, talking with you again in the near future.